It's the Everyone's a Critic 1993 podcast. I'm a professional film critic, Sean Patrick. With me is Amy Kay. Hello! And MJ. Hello. And of course, find us on uh, social media, Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast. Uh, you can find the feed there. You can find uh, this week's episode, uh, Indecent Proposal, up now, I believe. Uh, <laughs> God, I missed that movie. <laughs> 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 Absolutely no 90s hand jobs in this week's movie. No. Oh. <laughs> no, but this movie this movie there's no way you want to have a 90s hand job from this movie. This movie's no. too sweet. <laughs> Benny and June in yes. this week's movie, uh, starring Aiden Quinn mm-hmm. uh, and uh, other people are in the movie. Johnny too. Depp, Mary Stuart Masterson, Julianne Moore, and girl number 1 and 2. <laughs> and Oliver Platt. Don't forget, we are in the Plativerse. We are in the Plativerse, which I'm loving that. <laughs> Two weeks in a row in the Plativerse. I love me some Oliver Platt. In, in one universe, he's a high-powered lawyer negotiating <laughs> fuck contracts. <laughs> and uh, in this movie, he's a part-time mechanic. Yeah, yeah, and he does it, does it well <laughs> and stuff. He does it. He yeah. Does it. The premise of this film. I guess, I guess I'm just wondering because I know how I feel because this is the, this is the second time I've ever seen this movie. Yeah. And I, I loved it the first time, and to me it still holds up. It's charming. So, um, and I love everybody in it, so you'll just have to take it from there. MJ, what'd you think? Uh, I liked it. I, I mean, the, his character kind of bothered me at first, at, like, just for Johnny a while. Depp? No. Aiden Quinn. Yes. <laughs> um, his character bothered me, um, just because, I, and you know, it's, it's, Primarily because of the time where people were not as nice about mental illness mm-hmm. back then. That's true. So it just kind of bothered me, especially when it was like the one person that was making her happy, and then there were some issues. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, but, yeah, and you're right. It, it was such a different time, and again, the words used back then are so different than they are now, and the, yeah. the, the, the view of mental illness is so different now, too. Yeah. But I loved how Mary Stuart Masterson played it, because to me, it's like, I, I know that girl. I, I've worked with that girl before, you know what I mean? So... It's a tightrope act, because uh, yeah. uh, the character that she that, that she's playing could could be accused of being sort of a a burlesque of mental illness. Yeah. You know, you're putting on the that mental, mental illness act to... Uh, to garner, you know, acting points, and uh, not not a lot of actors can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, that's true. And and again, uh, I definitely think she's she's autistic from the just what well, what I could see from this. Ro- what Roger Ebert pointed out in is that her character is schizophrenic, and and when she takes her medication, she's you know relatively normal and sane and right. when she doesn't she you know she te- she goes off the, the she rails teeters, though because there's there's if she's even if she's on her medication she still wants to set things on fire she still wants to do those things that she that in her head kind of push her i think she has a, she has a, a few issues there um but again i thought it was dealt with beautifully i i i, I really enjoyed it and then like I, I think that was the other thing about johnny depp's character sam when he comes in because you assume that he also is on the spectrum, you know. He also yeah. has because he's just so. And, it, and I, I, I know people are going to hate this because I hate this word too, but the quirkiness of it. Mm-hmm. But that was back, really, before everybody wanted to be so quirky. They just 
he loved Buster Keaton, so he he emulated Buster Keaton. I think what what Depp's performance kind of implies, and it and it's never really said. Neither is you know they never use the word schizophrenia either, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is smart. Uh, but what Depp's performance seems to imply is that he grew up without parents. I mean, essentially, yeah. he does mention a mother. He does mention being close to her, but I don't think I think this is a kid who was plopped down in front of a television with a bunch of. VHS tapes and just left to yeah or afternoon television and just left to kind of watch that and go figure out what your life is, kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and but again, it, they they both play it so beautifully. It's it's a very like if you're having an anxious time, if you're having panic attacks or anything, like this is the movie to sit down and watch. I feel like you'd just be like, it's it's just so sweet in its way, and you let you can just kind of allow yourself to enjoy something without going. Oh, we get it. Like you know, the whole shtick where he's like miming shit and say, "Oh, that's so cute," and then whatever. Because we're all so jaded now. We're all so, you know. But but when it came out, it was there was something very delightful, whimsical about it. So I don't know. I just really fucking liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining. We'll see you later. Uh, Thanks for dropping no. in. <laughs> Uh, Vinny and June are brother and sister. They live together in uh, some in Spokane, Washington. Uh, she's uh, kind of been treated uh, for whatever men- her mental illness is, and uh, there seems to be potentially getting worse. And there's talk of moving her to a group home. Her brother doesn't want to do that. Uh, they, she's run off every one of her caretakers at this point, which again is ca- kind of becomes a trope after this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where people tend to use that type of behavior as uh, as a joke, mm-hmm. uh, where they just drive people, strangers away because they want to, and it becomes like it's funny because they you know they're always doing that. Mm-hmm. All those wacky people. <laughs> I didn't feel like they played that as a trope here, although yep. although I thought the movie was going to go off the rails initially with the with the Irish woman character. <laughs> I I understood one sentence, <laughs> and even then I did not understand the actual words. No, um, <laughs> and it's not because she's Irish. It no. just sounded like she was like citing a soliloquy or something. They, like they direct it. She's unmarriageable is one of the words <laughs> that they use. Which is like, what does that have to do with anything? It's so weird. So weird. I but yeah, that, that that character you can barely understand a word that she says. I didn't miss her when she was gone. Yeah, no. well, she she has no lasting impact, even though she's name-checked multiple times. I know! <laughs> Smale. <laughs> Smale. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's... Classic Irish name. <laughs> Smale O'Grady. O'Grady. Oh, Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but, I mean, like, I'm glad that that happened early on in the movie, because that would have, like... If we would have kept seeing, you know, caretakers throughout the film and, like, just getting kicked out, you're right. Like, that would have gotten really old really fucking fast. Yeah. But... It takes a while for Johnny Depp to show up in this movie. Like, <laughs> you're officially like, show up. Is he actually in the movie? <laughs> you get a glimpse of him very early on. In a tree. And, and then, <laughs> first you see him on a bus reading a well, book about Buster, Buster Keaton. Keaton. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then you see him in the tree. And again, every time you see him, it seems to threaten to go into this, like, really twee yeah. like, thing. <laughs> like, and, and it could be seen as creepy. Yeah. Like, now, if I saw a guy in a tree watching me, I'd be freaked out. <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, I don't have a tree, really, that people can get into. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm not saying you can't do it, but it's way out there and I won't see you right away. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, 
it's kind of tall. I'm it's not kind, really yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to want to be up in that tree. Look, you yeah. know what? Let's not climb trees. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. It's a bad idea. <laughs> the, the way he's sort of introduced into the story, he's got a cousin who hates him. He's supposed to be staying with him. Mm-hmm. The cousin then bets Johnny Depp in a poker game. <laughs> Tell people about this poker game. I loved this. Actually, you know, I don't even like cards, but I would play this poker game because they're actually like they're drawing or writing down things that they own that they're that they're betting on, basically. <laughs> so like, you know, one was a salad shooter, which I love that because I actually sang the theme song, the, the commercial jingle, which I thought <laughs> Eleanor Platt, that's awesome. Salad shooter. Um how does that work, by the way? How did a salad shooter work? You had to put all because it, it, it's this like is a, a gun. Real product. It's like a gun. <laughs> And then you stuff oh. your, your shit in there, and then you just, you know, pull the trigger, and it's brrrr, and shit just, just goes all Flies out salad. as a salad. It's awesome. So can you just go around shooting people yeah. with salad? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's going to be chopped <laughs> up. So it probably like, won't hurt as much. No, but, like, you could just... You've been salad. <laughs> you've been saladed. <laughs> yes, you've been saladed. <laughs> they saladed me again. <laughs> Not again. I can't even leave my house. I'm getting saladed. <laughs> I need to see a picture of the salad shooter because I don't. I have actually no memory of the salad shooter. I have no. You don't even remember the commercial? Maybe I remember the commercial. I don't. I don't remember the product itself. It's a very. Uh, so wait, this still exists or? Well, yeah, there's a new. There's a newer version of it now. The, Presto, Down the rabbit hole of salad shooters. The Presto salad shooter is still available uh, at Walmart. So this is a pro. This is a product. That one. And yeah, it's, it's, that's what a salad shooter. Oh, well, then, yeah, you couldn't really shoot no. somebody with the Well, I mean, it doesn't have much range. Well, just yeah. put it over their head <laughs> while they're sleeping. <laughs> You've been saladed. We got those carrots in your hair. Not again. I really want to cover someone in salad now while they're sleeping. <laughs> It kind of sounds like something June would do. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing that June and her um, her blender putting in peanut butter, Captain Crunch peanut butter and milk, and that would be her morning smoothie. It was peanut butter, Captain Crunch. Yeah, and peanut butter, and then peanut butter, and and milk. Yeah. And then serving it as a shake, which sounds great to me. Like, like I mean, it, it. Probably didn't taste too bad. I mean, I, I'm not sure about the consistency. Together. I think if you froze it mm, and made it like ice cream, Ooh, I think that'd be good. That actually might be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the weirdest food in this movie exactly? Is it iron cheese? Probably. <laughs> iron cheese. Um. There's a uh, there's a portion of the movie where Johnny Depp is making food and he decides that uh, he's going to make some <laughs> grilled cheese. Yeah. So he uses a uh, clothing iron, <laughs> and an ironing board, and a bunch of sandwiches and butter. Yeah, no, it's like really funny too because they like made like fifty of them. Yes. But he like, just kept making them. <laughs> which I suppose once you get done, but like he used an entire loaf of bread for that. Which <laughs> an entire stick of butter. Too. An entire stick of butter. Probably a whole package of cheese, and you made the good point of like he's like smooshing them down so then you would have to make more, yeah, you, so you can have a double decker, you can smash them together, All right? Exactly, that's how you do it. So that's the trick. Don't do that though, don't there well, should be, this, this yeah. movie should come with a warning because you're gonna how many kids ruined their, their parents' irons <laughs> making fucking grilled cheese sandwiches? Look, you can buy irons an iron are expensive. for five bucks, really? Just go to Walmart and buy one and, and just. 
keep it in your kitchen. This is the this is the cheese iron. This is the cheese iron. This is the clothing iron. <laughs> we were just talking I got about this. Separate one. Yes, yeah, you li- put one in the kitchen cupboard, and one in your utility room. Am I eighty years old? <laughs> Do you steam? Do you <laughs> steam the cheese? You don't steam it. You just let the thing get no, hot and then shove it soggy. down. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like soggy cheese would not be good. No. No. <laughs> she did mention something about the silk setting, I think. Yeah, yeah, because he tried all of them. Did he try all the settings? Or no, he, he, she, she thought he was very smart because he didn't, he knew not to use those ah, other settings. Yes. That was the whole thing. Yes. So. yes, and he didn't, he didn't use, he didn't use cotton because it would start on fire. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's so easy to be, um, cynical about a movie like this. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so easy to, to do that. I, I had to resist that very much. I like, could tell to, on your face. Tolerate Kind of try to learn to tolerate this movie because it does it does start off with the most obnoxious song in, in human history, <laughs> the worst song ever of all time. This is the song that brought the proclaimers, "I would walk five hundred oh. miles to America." I never forgave them. I'm still <laughs> not over it. And not only that, but the, the song bookends this film. Like, yeah. why? I get it. You're starting it with it, but do we have to end with it too? Like. I don't know. That upset me. I didn't like, like that. No, but like the soundtrack good. is so wacky. Like you get a really great Soundgarden song. Like that in the, was in the totally beginning. out of place. I loved it. I mean, I, I don't mind. And I think it's very nice about the song, but like it's, in this movie, this is not a no, this is not a hard grunge movie. We've got like Joe Cocker and you know just these just I don't know. It's the such shittiest a, Joe Cocker. The shittiest Joe Cocker. <laughs> I think Joe Cocker was doing a Joe Cocker impression. <laughs> Drunk Joe Cocker. I, I actually was listening to it going, I know that's supposed to sound like Joe Cocker, but is it Joe Cocker? <laughs> we have Joe Cocker at home. God damn it. Yeah, I, the soundtrack, I, I wish that that would have been better, especially because of the kind of film this was. It would have been really great to have some really off the wall kind of indie music you know what i mean but instead mm-hmm. we get like some really schlocky 90s which again you're just waiting for that sax sting and it never comes we even had a rain comes. scene where the sax sax should have been playing but that didn't happen but <laughs> no um sax. was this one of julianne moore's first movies had to be right had to be because she did mickey blue eyes after this one um that movie's like in 2000 well no i thought it was it was in the 90s wasn't it mickey blue eyes yeah. it was like 2000 I remember because I hate that movie. It's fucking, it's fucking <laughs> trash. It's an absolute garbage movie. So yeah, I remember Vicky Blue Eyes. Oh, Hugh Grant. Such some a of piece your, of some shit. Some of your choices just suck. He's man. having such a great time now, though. Like he's he doing the best work of his career I right love now. It. I love it. it. It's amazing. Like with him in Dungeons and Dragons and him with the the Jason Statham movie that he was just in. He's having the best time. I want to see Dungeons & Dragons. That's gonna Everybody be needs too. to see Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. It's so good. Chris Pine, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll check that now out. Now officially the best of the Chris's. Oh! <laughs> Wait, that's not true. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better Chris. Chris. Just my personal opinion. He's made the best movies thus far. This year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out in a couple weeks. Maybe it'll change. I, not with, no. I'm, a, I'm over Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about him, to be honest. Movies are good. Yeah. Don't like him. No. Just take me back to Andy on Parks and Rec and I'd be happy. Just, <laughs> that's who I want to remember him as, is that person. So, um, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, early days for Julianne Moore, playing um, a very awkward one-time actress... Yeah. 
uh, also an apartment manager and also a part-time waitress. Yeah. So at a restaurant shaped like a milk bottle. I loved that. It's real restaurant. So very um, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a very interesting idea for a character to make her a former actress. Yeah. <laughs> and now have two jobs. <laughs> Especially with as young as she was, or like yeah. as young as she was, like that, it didn't really seem like she'd go from actress to waitress. Usually it goes the other yeah. way. <laughs> waitress to actress, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But then, like, she even said in the film, that he, he asked, he's like, why don't you do this anymore? And she's like, I just wasn't really good at it. <laughs> it's, it's nice when you can see that of yourself, you know? <laughs> just get out while, while you can. In the clip they show, yeah, she does it's a great terrible. job of <laughs> being a terrible actress. <laughs> God love her. I, I did recognize that movie, though. It looked like something that uh, that Jeff would actually watch. Yeah. Jeff from the regular podcast <laughs> would totally recognize that movie, too, the same way that Johnny Depp did. Oh, my God. Sam uh, recognized the movie immediately, because that's that's his entire personality is made up of movies that he's watched right. in his life. Well, I think it, it, it kind of reminded me of you a bit, because like then he gets the job at the, at the <laughs> video store, and... He knows all of this, all of this movie information, and and like you really see him kind of come out of his shell too. When he I gets also that job. have a lot of wacky contraptions in order yeah, use to clean things. It's not true. <laughs> I've lived with you. <laughs> you have no contraptions. You don't even have a vacuum. Um, yeah, and uh, that's because I guess I and I didn't remember this. I kept thinking back about the film um, when I saw it at like fifteen, sixteen was I don't remember him talking that much. Like, I, I just remember him kind of miming his way through the film. So it was nice that I, I remembered that wrong. I was glad that, that he actually had things to say. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is going into to the video store to get the job. Yes. It's like, it says he takes up the help wanted sign, and he says, I want to help. <laughs> and I love that. I thought that was such a sweet little moment. So great. And he had a couple of lines like that that just, like, make your little heart melt. <laughs> I love it. Imagine if everyone just went up and were just, was just like, hey, I, I would like to help. And then they helped for a day. And <laughs> you don't have to pay me. I just said I wanted to help. Come on. <laughs> I'm helping. MJ's communist utopia. <laughs> Finally, the manifesto can be written. Yes. Entire life is just community gardens and just people <laughs> volunteering to work at your business. <laughs> Look, I would love that life. <laughs> I'm fine with that. There's a there's the scene, one of my favorite scenes too, and again, I guess this kind of speaks to psychosis, but um <laughs> when uh June actually gets the um the scuba gear, the scuba oh, mask yes. and just goes out and directs traffic with a with a ping pong ping paddle. Pong paddle yes. I I never related so much to somebody <laughs> in my life. Didn't, not, that, didn't Martin Lawrence actually do that? Martin <laughs> I shouldn't make fun. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, but I thought it was a really great scene, and 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 she's she's so hyper aware of her surroundings. She knows what she's doing. She also knows the law. She knows the rules. She can do whatever she wants. And at some point, like I pointed out while we we're watching it, like at some point, it's the car's fault that they ended up in the situation that they're in. Exactly. I mean, first of all, why are you taking direction from her? <laughs> she's wearing a fucking scuba mask. Just drive around. Like she's not. She's not actually directing traffic. That's true. If you saw somebody with a scuba mask, you probably would say, Pop? A scuba mask and a ping pong paddle. <laughs> and a ping pong paddle. She doesn't have the authority to tell you to stop. No, that's true. No. 
You just just go slow, move around, or, you know. Wait for it to leave I in honestly, front of your car. Honestly, I don't right. feel like that was her fault. I feel like that's every other driver. That, I agree. That was, for a small town like they're in, yeah. that was a massive traffic jam. That was. I blame the drivers entirely. Yep. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Not just because I, I love her, but no, no. also because they're, they're irresponsibly they paying attention to her and like, <laughs> trying to go when she's directing them to. Like, don't listen to the lady with the ping pong paddle trying to tell you to go. Don't do that. You know, that's good advice if you think about it. Don't listen to the lady with the ping pong paddle. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have to tell you this. <laughs> the movie wants to blame her. It's true. God <laughs> damn. Mm. Wouldn't that have been hilarious, though, if Aiden Quinn had walked in and pointed that out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, actually, that would have been a great line. It's a missed opportunity. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I, I think it, it, you have to, you had, you had to know, too, like, we were getting close to that point where, obviously, you could tell that Sam and June were falling in love. It was just, you, could, you knew it from... The, the minute that she saw him with her helmet on and he was up in the tree, <laughs> you knew something. They like they just caught each other's eye. And, and it was just like, okay, yep, that's going to happen. Th that is going to happen. And of course, then Benny doesn't like any of that. He's he's not down with it. No, yeah. that, was, that was my issue with him. Mm -hmm. He was just, he wasn't open to yeah. things. Well, like, a, she deserved to be happy. Mm -hmm. That was a bit of a contrivance, though. Like, it's, I mean, at a certain point, he did allow Sam into the house. Like, what did he expect? I mean, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean... But, but I mean, was it, though? Was it obvious to him? Because it seemed like he was already kind of, like, all over the place. He's yeah. just kind of scattered. So maybe he just wasn't paying attention. And maybe... If, if, that felt a little contrived to me, though, that he would react the way he did. I felt like in that situation, you look at, you know, if it's your, your sibling, you look at them, you don't look at them as a person who might be a sexual being, who might, you know, have a, a, a world outside of just what you know of them. I think, you know? though, from, from a, just from a plot construction standpoint, though, if it had, if his upsetness had come after the ambulance, the bus ambulance scene, if that if then that was what led him to be upset with, with Sam, like a misunderstanding, it, it would have sat better with me. But him having him getting upset about it beforehand and that leading to the bus scene. OK, I, I just didn't I didn't buy into him being that upset about it. Yeah, especially with how much better she was getting. Yeah, anyway. especially things were going so well, and he knows he knows well enough that she, that if he gets agitated that way, it's going to agitate her. Like, right. I think I just didn't buy into that aspect, but it's it's a small thing, but it's just yeah. one thing that just kind of nagged at me a little bit about that uh, that idea. And I think without the prior scene, if it just goes to like Sam wanted to do something nice for her and take her out, you know, after after maybe he's like I don't think you should you two should do this like maybe he's more reasonable about it mm -hmm. and like I don't really think that yeah. you two are capable of doing this and then he goes to do his thing and Sam tries to take her out and show that he can take care of her and then she has her meltdown on the bus and then he gets really upset like stay away from my sister that, I think yeah. construction yeah, that wise make, I think that makes a little more sense that would have made more sense yeah that would make much more sense yeah I, I like that but then they probably would have never gotten on the bus maybe because they wouldn't have run off together um, but I, I'm saying, like, I think if Johnny Depp's character wanted to prove that he could take care oh, of her, I take gotcha. her out yeah, for a night. I, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have to go back and make yeah, the film yeah. now. Yeah. No, <laughs> need, need to fix that plot hole there, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. 
bring all the actors back. Let's <laughs> They're all like in their sixties now. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It would be actually. It like th- oh, I'd right love now. to see them like as grandparents. That'd be great. <laughs> I guess they'd have you, to have kids first. Do you think Sam and June would have kids? I would hope so. They're adorable. I would. I don't know. Oh, As I, you pointed out, like they could barely find a way to kiss each other. Well, here's the you, thing. Like, I, I, the rest of the construction of what it would take to make a child might be a little bit alien. I did point that out, didn't I? <laughs> like, if he's putting his dick in her ear, we don't know. Um. You had the best description of this, MJ. It's like, they're, they're going in for the kiss, and what did you say? They're like... Um, it was it was Amy. She said oh. um, uh, the, they were like magnets, uh, when but you're, they're when you're putting holding them, them up. <laughs> yes. At the wrong side, so they're just like going around. But they figured it out. They They did. did. Um, Again, something that I think is important, too, to point out is that you have to remember that there are people with mental illness um, or or, um, even just intellectual disabilities that have a husband, that have a child. It can be done just, you know, as long as as they are getting all the, you know, whatever benefits that they need to help out. It's just to assume that these two people couldn't make that. I, I think that's I think that, that they could. And I would love to have seen that. And then like just again, we don't know what that would have done to June, you know, that you know, whole hormonal thing and all of that or you know, you just I don't know. I'm speculating about the sequel that we never wrote. But um, <laughs> I, I would I would think that that would be definitely a, a nice possibility. I it's uh I guess that's nice. Uh, that that'd certainly be the way they'd make the movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily how it would go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me write it. <laughs> oh, I'll do it well. I, I promise. I promise. Did you have a favorite scene, MJ? Um, I I liked the grilled cheese one. <laughs> um, I liked the one where he was standing on the chair, going back and forth, cleaning with the- his mop, <laughs> cleaning yeah. things, cleaning the ceiling. <laughs> You need to do that. Honestly, you need to clean your ceiling. You need to clean your ceiling. You got to get the spider webs down. Oh, okay. Can we not bring my ceiling up? I mean, since it's not. You have a drop ceiling. There's nothing you can do. I don't want it. It's not easily (laughs) cleanable. No, no. It's got some issues. You can take each individual tile down and. Oh God! I just don't, I don't even have that to many that. days left in my life, <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't want to see what's up there. I don't want to no. know. I don't. I can kind of see, and it's it's terrifying me. Yeah. Um, Did you have a favorite scene? Uh, I I love the whole in the park, the whole hat thing. I, I just Ooh, thought that was adorable. I that just, was a really good one. That's like a throwback to old movies, and I Johnny Depp did it so beautifully. And again, like you said. Um, Aiden Quinn didn't really seem like the type that would be okay with, you know. I, Aiden Quinn, I, I just, I don't know, something about his manner. He just looks like the kind of guy who would look at this, like, as an actor and go, why the fuck is this guy wasting my fucking time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just have no time for Johnny Depp being, being Johnny Depp. I suppose so. He does kind of have that but face. But then, I mean, the, the movie plays against the type that I'm thinking and has him just love it and think this is could be his, yeah. Sam's future, and I'm yeah. going to do this for him and make him a star or something. But again, like, getting caught up in that kind of thing, though, too, that kind of bothered me, was that, you know, it's like, okay, he's a person. What if he doesn't want... You don't know if he wants to go and do these things, you know? And he's like, yeah, you could make a lot of money. And if you notice, like Sam kept saying, he's like, yeah, um, but is your sister okay? Like, like he just... He had a focus, and it was it was June. It wasn't about making money 
I like a I, circus. So uh, Benny's journey in the movie is going from being fully myopic to more open to yeah. to what the world really is. Yeah, and Sam is a really good tool for that mm-hmm. because it's somebody outside of his normal circle. Like it's a whole new person. It's just like, hey, yeah, I'm a person. Your sister's a person. <laughs> Treat us like people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that that whole park scene I thought was great, and even when they were when they were going back, and um, Benny decided to stay back in the park just because he wanted to try the little chair trick that <laughs> Sam had done, and I thought that was adorable. I thought that was a, was a sweet little moment, you know what I mean? And yeah, I just I really I really enjoyed that. I, I'm not one for miming. I'm not one for performance art like that, um, especially when they're holding out their hat for money. So fuck you. Um, but it, but well, did, they didn't even do that though. They didn't even I do kept it. ready for that. Didn't even do that, and and I, I think that was that was the other part. It's just it was again. I, I say charming because it was. It was quite quite charming that scene. So, <laughs> you, I, I I liked the like the video store scene where he's just sitting outside the video store. <laughs> he's thinking about going in. He keeps standing up and sitting back down. And <laughs> I also liked where he's sitting on the mailbox. Yeah. And, yeah. And we actually made the joke like somebody's going to come along and, and, and mail him, and then Aiden yeah. Quinn makes made the same, that same joke. joke. He's going to put a stamp on him yes. and send him to Guam. <laughs> that was a good one. It reminded me of like, uh, it's like Steve, Steve, Steve Martin is the jerk, but, but adorable. Yes! 100% yes. <laughs> 100% yes. I love that. That's the <laughs> It's simple. Just yeah. simple folk. But, yeah. I mean, those are my kind of people. Honestly. <laughs> come on. Okay. The dog's being annoying. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> As always. At least he's not barking. But the I strange mean, thing, yeah. though, the strange thing is that when it comes to this movie, is like Johnny, like you, I can't imagine anyone other than Johnny Depp doing this. Agreed. He wasn't the first choice. Who was? Oh. Huh. <laughs> the first person that they wanted for this movie was Tom Hanks opposite Julia Roberts. Ew! Oh, hell no! <laughs> uh, no! <gasps> I mean, again, I love both uh, of them. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, but this would not be their movie. At all. Like, if anybody... Oh, again. Well, no. This, I was thinking River Phoenix. Because he didn't die until October of 93. So mm. that he could have probably done something quirky like that, I think. Um, <laughs> he'd be the only other one, though. Uh, the, uh, but there was another, another, there's another connection to Indecent Proposal in this movie. Because the Aiden Quinn role, initially, and this, is actually, this actually did happen, they gave the Aiden Quinn role to Woody Harrelson. Oh. Uh. What? <laughs> Yeah, Woody Harrelson was initially cast in the movie to the point where he was so cast that when he left to go do Indecent Proposal, uh, they actually had to, they filed a lawsuit against him for leaving. Oh, (laughs) that's lovely. Well, I mean, he left the movie, like, with them, like, ready to shoot. Like, they were prepared to go ahead and make this movie, and then he left, and... (laughs) They had to recast, and that's how we get. We ended up with uh, Aiden Quinn. Huh. That. That's very interesting. <laughs> I can't picture it quite. I don't know why. I just. The the other casting that that had taken place by that point as well was uh, Laura Dern in the Mary Stuart Masterson role. You have to look up who Laura Dern Laura Dern is, don't you? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the initial the initial casting. So the cast huh. actually that at one point so they, they they obviously couldn't get Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. That was never going to happen. <laughs> uh, I don't know why anybody thought that would happen. No, it's but, so uh, weird. The initial casting then they, that they then set was uh, going to be uh, Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder. Okay. Now that, oh, I can get with that because, okay. I mean, well, they were together in real life anyway. But, yeah. But then the Winona Ryder thing quickly went away. Right. Like, they didn't pursue that. They actually signed up Laura Dern. What? Oh, I don't know. Laura Dern, who then quit when she found out she was going to be third bill. <gasps> Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, Laura, get over yourself. But it was going to be Woody Harrelson and Laura Dern and Sam and and uh, Johnny Depp. I just know. <laughs> I don't. I can't see anybody else doing doing these roles. I just that's like they're tailored to them. That's what I was kind of thinking. If they you just kind of played the parts well. Yeah. If you want something that doesn't make any sense, and I don't know how true this is, but this is just IMDb trivia talking. <laughs> Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. Nope. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, weren't they in their forties? <laughs> By I this know, point, I know she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. I... N no. 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 I guess if I were forced to have to recast this film, if I were forced to, for the Aiden Quinn role, for Benny himself, mm -hmm. I probably would go with somebody um, a little less Aiden Quinn. Um, I'm thinking somebody... Because I really like Johnny Depp and Mary Stuart Masterson together, but I love obvious, Mary Stuart I mean, Masterson. The anyway. obvious choice, and it's a shame he turned it down, is Jurgen Prochnow. Uh, of course, <laughs> that's the obvious choice. Uh, Let's skip the obvious. Okay, I, yeah. I just want to, I just want to take this moment to apologize because I feel like I, I should have just said that, <laughs> and I didn't, and I let Jurgen down, and I want, I want him to know I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jurgen. Sorry. Yeah. Should have been your role, it and he would have done a great made, job. It would have made he so turned much it sense. He yep. turned it down. He didn't have time for it. Well, I mean, he was the busiest I mean, actor in 1993. He had every other movie to make. Oh, Jurgen, that's fine. That's fine. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna find a vehicle in my head <laughs> that I'll I'll cast him in next time. So, who's your female lead? Um, what like the Julianne Moore role, or are we talking about Mary Stuart Masterson role? The female lead, yes, Mary Stuart well, Masterson. I, well, I mean, but she's not like the she's, lead lead. She's the lead. She's <laughs> like, above the title. Aiden Quinn's the lead, isn't he? Yeah. And then Johnny Depp's hot, <laughs> and Mary Stuart Masterson is awesome. I don't know. I'd like, I, I, I with her, I, I would not recast her because I love her so much. Um, Some kind of wonderful is still one of my favorite movies of all time, and everything she does, I just thoroughly enjoy it. So I would not recast her. I don't know, and I love Julianne Moore, but I don't. I didn't really like her character in this film. I thought she was kind of bland. That That's just well, me. Well, it's also kind of an underwritten role, too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's There's true. a woman who comes in earlier on in the movie who's very, very, very attractive, yeah. and they dismiss right away yeah. as a potential love interest. And it's but like, she, she nothing against Julianne Moore, but like, 
asked, yeah. I was like, I can follow her. She asked him out. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> that was honestly really surprising <laughs> that they just put someone in just to do that. Right. Yeah. Like, girl number one. That's That was her character. They had to establish that Aiden Quinn, like, can't, he, like, doesn't feel like he can leave his sister alone for very long. That's true. Well, I mean, she will start a fire in your sink. So, I mean, or just <laughs> or you know, on the on the floor with candle. your candle floor, with your yeah, floor, floor candle. candle. Which God, I'm glad those aren't around anymore. God, they're so flammable. Floor do not candles. do floor candles. Anymore. Not a good idea. Floor candles and Kleenex and fans do not go well together. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where'd you get your floor candle? <laughs> floor candles plus <laughs> plus what? We provide the fire? <laughs> Plus long lighters. <laughs> Everyone should have one. Just know where you're putting it. Um, yeah, so... What do we have coming up? MJ, uh, if we make this movie today, who stars in it? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, ooh, I don't... Think of all the people that you like and cast it that way. Because you like, I mean, yeah. you know your actors I, and actresses. I do. I. <sighs> Most, it's, it's, it's harder because a lot of the actors I like, they're mostly sci-fi actors. So it's, like, <laughs> it's incredibly hard to think of them as like rom-com-ish. Well, that's um, true. But I feel like maybe, um... Maybe Stephen Amell as um, oh. Quinn instead of Quinn. he would do that well. Kind of a stalwart guy, yeah. Yeah, like, and he's he's got you can see the brotherly thing in him and Thea. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then yeah, he would be a good choice for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then for Johnny Depp's character, let's see, Johnny Depp's character, he's. I could almost see. Like a Cole Sprouse. Oh, like, yeah, he's kind of douchey. So I mean, <laughs> like, I, just as what like about a, this guy? Could uh, he do it? Yeah, he, he probably could do it. He probably would do it really well. There's a yeah. standee of Robert Sheehan. In the movie <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just, I just keep pointing him like, the rest of the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Paul Rudd and a Jurgen Brook now coming. Don't worry. I feel like I don't. I, do you? Is there one for you that you want me to get you? No, I'm all right. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm good. I feel like we should have more people in here. <laughs> more. Just That's an entirely different Steve Martin movie. <laughs> What's that one called? I can't remember now. He plays the writer, the lonely guy. The lonely God. <gasps> Where Charles Grodin teaches him to have a party with like yes. cutouts, cardboard cutouts, so he can get used to talking to people. I gotta get out my Doctor Who cutouts and stuff. I'll just put them all around. Yes. I'll never be alone. They just turn up. They just turn up the music and just like home alone it, where you're like causing them to move around. Oh my God. <laughs> and then people, Amy's having a huge party. Do you see all the people in there? And then they get like really close to the window, like, oh fuck, <laughs> what is this? It finally happened. <laughs> it could be worse. Like I could be like that guy who's in love with balloons. <laughs> Is sexually oh attracted God. to balloons? Like, I, I could do that. Oh my God! Was that my strange hard. addiction? Yes. <laughs> my strange addiction is insane. Oh, there's a woman that thinks she's married to the Eiffel Tower. I, I or the one that is married to the roller coaster that isn't put back up. Just, yeah. just the roller coaster. The lady who who eats rocks. 
Oh, yeah. There and was one who... creating cement in her stomach. Yeah. Hmm. The lady drank Febreze. Oh, there oh. was the one that wouldn't stop sniffing diapers. Oh! Oh, and she even put her mouth on him. Yeah. Remember? Oh, she what the had, hell? Had, like, I know! Well, that's why it's not called my normal. Is that the one that Drew Gooden talked about? The ones where people... My the, the weird, <laughs> the, the weird eaters? Yeah. They, uh, the guy was addicted to eating syrup all the oh. time. <laughs> I got really pissed off when they took his syrup away. <laughs> Why, why would you do that? That's that's like if you, you told me I couldn't have any more wine. Well, see, that's a real addiction. My real addiction. You people who are eating like you know the 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 walls in your house. <laughs> We've all got bigger problems. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna end up dying because you have a clogged intestine full of chalk. I read a book and I can't remember the title of it, but it was about a guy and his whole goal in life was just to eat an entire plane. I got a plane. <laughs> On his property, and he was just taking it apart and, like, just, you know, just taking the pieces and just, like, uh, just eating them. And it was a charming romance. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so, is, um, is the plane gone now? I, eventually, the plane was going to be gone, yeah. He died, didn't he? <laughs> I, would, I, I would assume he did. He, he I don't died remember. eating the propeller. I don't remember the book, so That's I really couldn't weird. even tell you what the title is. I... <laughs> but I stopped reading for a reason. Because, oh, yeah, what you reading for? Not, <laughs> what are you reading? <laughs> um, Bill Hicks. Um, I, the, um, the one, it was the same one as the balloon one. Do you remember, um, and he, like, he wanted to have sex with his balloons. Like, he was, like, really into the ones that you could see through. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, sexy balloon guy. And then, like, <laughs> sexy balloon guy. Call oh, me Kevin I, on his YouTube actually said, he goes, you know what? If, if he's not hurting anybody, you know, it's not I, really a problem. And yeah. I, I agree. It's like, just did he don't take fuck his, your balloon. Did he take public. his balloon to work with him? No. There you go. No. He, he does like he does like to take them from public places. Sure. If they're about, if he thinks that they're going to like pop. Yeah. Then he just takes them. Yeah. Or, or he'll, yeah, that's true. And then he, then he cares for them like, like yeah. a hospice for balloons. Um, he only takes the sexy balloons out on dates, though. Yeah. That's for sure. And yeah. uh, a good Mylar, I think, is a really sexy balloon. Is this a David Lynch movie? No. It should be, though. <laughs> Holy shit, David Lynch, call me. I'll put you in touch with the balloon lover. I know all weird people. Normalize loving balloons. There we go. <laughs> What movies do we have coming up? <laughs> yeah, you, off on our tangent. You have a choice okay. of, of several. Of three, really. Oh, okay. Uh, you can go back to the Kevin Pollock verse if you want to. For what? Indian Summer. I don't have any recollection of that one. It's, uh, it's him. Uh, it's directed by Mike Binder. Uh, Diane Lane, Bill Paxton, Elizabeth Perkins. Uh, Sam Raimi, for some reason. Wow. Julie Warner. Oh, I love uh, Julie Warner. This Boy's Life. Uh... Starring Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, it is. But I think the movie that we have to pick. I think there's only one. I'm already afraid. Uh, this is, uh, and this would be a tribute to Bob Zarrell, who loves this movie. It's part of uh, part of the lore of the podcast. It's how much he he loves this movie. It's a movie called Who's the Man, directed by one Ted Demi, and starring Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. <laughs> Ted Demi? <laughs> yes. Jonathan's brother? Ted, Ted Demi directed this movie. 
Who's the man? Who's the man? Bernie Mac, uh, Terrence, uh, Terrence Howard, <laughs> oh. Colin Quinn. Oh my God. Salt of Salt and Peppa. What? Stop it. Duffy from MTV. Oh. <laughs> Between that and Blank Check, I'll never get over her. <laughs> How do you make a film with a 12-year-old? You're the love interest and you're almost 30. <laughs> Fuck oh. Blank Check. Fuck that fucking movie up the asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, Duff. Hey, at least it inspired the Blank Check podcast, which is tremendous. Is it? A wonderful, wonderful There's podcast. There's an actual podcast built around that film. No, no. The, the idea is that they, 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 they were inspired by the name, and that's it. They just, uh, But they, they come up with, like, I don't have the premise in front of me, but it's okay. a very funny podcast. Okay. As long as it's not about the movie. Because <laughs> that movie needs a burn in fucking hell. All of it. Uh, I've heard the host on other podcasts, so, and they're very funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what do you say? Who's the man? God damn it. Because I really don't want to watch This Boy's Life. From what I remember, it's just dire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to cry. And maybe in summer, it just sounds like a real boomer movie. It does. It just... <laughs> Ooh, give me that plus Under the Tuscan Sun. <laughs> I'm going to go take a bath with some salts. Some lavender. No, it's just a bunch of boomers who go back to their their summer camp from when they were kids. Oh. And they, I can just imagine like, uh, uh, ah. Oh, and I bet the soundtracks from the. 50s oh God, it's and, gonna be like a oh, whole bunch yeah. of 60s needle 60s drops. 60s needle drops, yeah. Oh. Oh. Whereas who's the man? It's gonna have like. It's gonna. That's gonna have one hell of a soundtrack, <laughs> right? With all of those people involved. It sounds very MTV. It's not that Dr. Dre. It's a different Dr. Dre. Okay. I just didn't want to give you any wrong impressions, because I know you probably have a conception of who Dr. Dre is. Not entirely. Okay. I, I don't really He's the reason why Eminem found fame. It's all done. Uh, you know, Beats by Dre? Yeah, well, I've, I've heard yeah. of it, yeah. So this is... Um, Dre and Ed Lover from Yo MTV Raps, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So There was a show called Yo MTV Raps. It was badass, though, because they would do like some, <laughs> some like underground shit, some EPMD, yeah. you know, and then you'd have like some weird kind of like old throwback to Tone Loke, and yeah, they but they, they, they kept it real. I loved Yo MTV Raps. Loved it. Real hip-hop on there. Good shit. Well, who's the, who's the first host they had for that? Uh, F- Fab Five Freddy. Fab Five Freddy. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. It was like he was like a Warhol guy oh in like the late seventies. He was <laughs> and the big of the disco scene and and yeah. Yeah, big, huge, and 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 in a great rapper in his own right. I mean, he's. I mean, God, Blondie is name checking you. You know you're big at that point. So yeah, he was the first one, and it was just it was just a really great, great, great show because if you think about it, MTV was so white back then, so it was nice to have. Oh shit! One pop of color every you know, day. Thanks MTV. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I guess we're gonna do that movie. All right. It's who's the man? Who's the man next <clears throat> week? Tune You're welcome, in. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Bob tells it. There's this very earnest moment from early in the podcast where he wants to like we're all introducing movies to each other. Myself and. Our original co-host Josh. Oh yeah, uh, and we're all kind of introducing movies to themselves, and of course, people are always intimidated to try and introduce a movie to me that they love. Mm-hmm. So watching Bob tentatively get us all to watch Who's the Man? Is, it was a wonderful bonding moment. Oh, <laughs> so you're going into this already knowing what it is? Like, what's it like? And all I, that. We watched like I think it was a. I don't know if we did it as a classic. I guess we must have done it as a classic. Uh, contextually, that's really the only way it would have come up, I guess. Gotcha. 
or it might have been one of our we did a bit, we used to do a bit and we should bring that back on this show where where we did a, our Christmas episode was where we just got each other we each bought each other a movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what we did for the show that week. I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. We also have, we also used to do a Thanksgiving episode where we just talked about movies we're thankful that exist. Oh, I love that. Ooh, that's that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. So yeah, we can do those as bonus episodes. Absolutely. I'm down. Yeah. I got nothing else going. I'm very single. <laughs> My number is 563. <laughs> Don't forget 555. 555-1212 was the uh, number you could call to get the time, by the way. <laughs> um, don't forget, if you want a VHS copy of this podcast, make sure that you send a self-addressed stamped envelope to uh, Journal Graphics, uh, 60609 uh, Pueblo, Colorado, uh, 60609 and we'll send you a copy a VHS copy of the podcast today yeah and uh, if you want to see you want to find our social media we've got a bunch of Polaroids taped to a pole outside of Amy's house right yeah uh, uh, she's written little status updates on them just so you know that's how we keep everyone informed I love social media we update once a week once a week <laughs> so stop on by it's right outside of my house <laughs> Bring food. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I have Facebook at home. 